What's going on, listeners? You are listening to Raisin Brand, the Pixel Labs podcast. Today, I sit down with Aaron Jarnigan from Grow Cedar Valley, and we talk about a lot of things social media marketing-wise, and we talk about building brands for businesses that do not have anything to sell. He is a uh, pretty well-versed marketing expert and has a lot of knowledge to share, and I hope you get a lot from this episode. I've never hosted one of these, but I'm excited to talk with Aaron here uh, because I think we both share a little bit of the same DNA when it comes to marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's always fun to uh, talk to a fellow marketer. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, Zach. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. So let's start off just telling telling everyone a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I am the digital marketing specialist at Grow Cedar Valley. Grow Cedar Valley is, to kind of put it in a quick nutshell, is the Chamber of Commerce for the Waterloo Cedar Falls area in Iowa. And then we also function as the economic development organization for what's known as the Cedar Valley region, which includes the county that we're in and then the kind of the six counties surrounding that. Um, and kind of what how that works is a Chamber of Commerce mostly, mostly functions for its members. Businesses can invest in the organization and then be part of like a membership where then they can go to like networking events, there's golf outings, you know, annual award celebrations where we highlight different members for different achievements throughout the year. Um, and then there's the economic development side, which is all about promoting the Cedar Valley to, you know, businesses that are looking to relocate. Um, if they're expanding or adding a new office, you know, we want to try and get them here. Um, and then also talent. So branding the Cedar Valley as a place that, you know, people would want to come. There's great recreational opportunities, lots of job opportunities, but also even for people who are looking to start their own business, that there's a culture for that. Um, and so as a digital marketing specialist, I sit more on the economic development side and specifically on a project called Live the Valley, which is all about the things that I just said, branding the Cedar Valley as a place where people want to come and live, showcasing you know, why people would want to start a business or relocate their business here. Um, and that's kind of that in a nutshell. And I guess just to talk about you know, the interest in marketing, where it came from was I actually had a YouTube channel uh, when I was younger. You know, 13 years old was when I started it, uh, much to my mom's dismay, because then I was playing you know, games and working on this all the time until 2 a.m. and um, I remember she got it like one of those like little timers that went like tick, 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 tick. And then it had that really annoying bell at the end. But um, so I actually made Call of Duty montages, you know, on YouTube. I liked the editing, the video editing. I also loved, you know, you can make content and you can make another video, you know, similar, but then figure out like why this one was viewed more or liked more. Um, and just diving into those analytics is what really drove that inspiration and that interest in marketing. But so I'm really thankful that I still get to work on stuff like that today. So cool. Uh, so you kind of covered a little bit about your role at Grow Cedar Valley, but you had mentioned Live the Valley. Right. And that that's kind of been your baby, right? Yeah. For the most yeah. part. Can you tell me a little bit about what's gone into building Live the Valley? Yeah, absolutely. So Live the Valley, um, kind of the best way to describe it is, like I was saying, it's to promote the Cedar Valley, you know, things of that nature. Um, but the way I usually describe it, like to an investor, is that it's our community-facing brand. So while we serve businesses, you know, B2B offering like, best tips, best practices, um, foster connections between businesses. We also want to engage with our community, um, especially when we're promoting our community. Because one thing we've seen across the board is when communities are trying to send out ads about how great they are, you know, the things that they have to offer, they forget that if their community isn't participating in that, then that message just falls flat. I mean, you see an ad on TV and you're like, that's not true, you know, and so instantly whatever work went into that, you know, it's worthless. Um, So we really believe in that community connection piece. So it's 
you know, remembering to when you're sharing the five best restaurants in the Cedar Valley that you're sending it out to people so that they can enjoy it um, before you send it out externally. Um, because what's going to happen with, you know, with that impact is then you don't have to worry about reaching other people because now, you know, Sally, whose son went to you and I and has moved away, you know, she now knows the five best restaurants so that when he comes, you know, she can take him to somewhere maybe they hadn't gone before. Um, and so that's, and so it's, it's also interesting as well, because when you're working with a region, you know, six counties, there's a lot of cities and towns in there. Um, it's easy to get stuck in the, the city that you're in and just thinking about, you know, what's in your neighborhood, what's across the street, because sometimes you don't remember, you know, that you have, if you're in Cedar Falls, that Waterloo's there, which has a ton of great restaurants, um, you know, Waverly's not too far and they have a great cultural celebration and art walk, because um, then the opportunities just multiply. Um, so it's also kind of a community connection piece um, and all really driven through social media. Um, it's a website and then also a magazine. Um, we do believe that some tangible elements are important with that, um, but that's really how it functions. You know, it's a couple content hubs being the website magazine and then the social media just to give it a voice and to interact with others. But it's been fun. Um, it's very interesting promoting a community. I, when I envisioned like what I would do, like, you know, like selling toys on the internet, like, you know, Google ads or something for a company, but trying to capture an entire community in one voice um, has been very interesting. And I have a lot to learn with it, but um, it's been a really fun challenge and kind of really neat getting to try new things with that. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was kind of curious about with that too, is uh, you have Grow Cedar Valley mm -hmm. and you guys have pages that you manage for that yep. as well. And then you have Live the Valley. Grow Cedar Valley is kind of more geared towards the business side of it, of everything, right? Yeah. And then there's Live the Valley. Would you, consider that more of like the the lifestyle of the community then is that kind of how you guys have structured and and organized those two different profiles absolutely absolutely um and one thing we're very passionate about is even though live the valley is powered by grow cedar valley it doesn't necessarily like grow cedar valley doesn't do live the valley to promote grow cedar valley at all kind of the way that we think of it is like if you have the cedar valley brand sitting here Live the Valley kind of wraps its arm around it and gives it a voice because there's really not a voice for that. And we didn't believe that an organization should be that voice. We thought it should more come from the community aspect of it. Um, so really creating that engagement, like I said, trying to before sending anything out that we would send it through the community first. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how that was set up. And uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, okay. yeah, no, that exactly. Like, it's just that that idea of intentionally creating a, a profile for a specific task because you guys looking at the research and looking at the data knew that Gross Cedar Valley itself would not be able to resonate and connect with the audience mm -hmm. like a company or like an organization like Live the Valley or a profile like Live the Valley would be able to. Right, right. And I think what a lot of people forget, especially for an organization, and maybe we'll talk about this later, but branding, like what a brand actually means, because the biggest thing we found is that, um, and we actually just went through a, a, a name change, you know, we were the Greater Cedar Valley Alliance and Chamber. And oh my goodness, I'm thankful that we're not that anymore. We're, we're Grow Cedar Valley now, um, which we're really excited about because one, it speaks what our what our goal is, just in the name, it's to grow the Cedar Valley, um, which is gonna be some cool messaging coming out that we're really excited about. But um, what we found through that process is we had a very, um, oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? People had this um, perception that we were very corporate. And so if you're trying to represent a community, Stiff. right, if you're trying to represent a community that's vibrant, you know, diverse, has a lot of great options, that's not going to be the best messaging to go out with, you know. Um, so that's one reason why we really, again, hit the ground running. 
with kind of more of the live the valley stuff because that's where that connection and value can be created um because it was it was a brand it actually was a brand that was created before i was there um it was just a facebook page at the time and then a very um a very i'm gonna say elementary website i guess one page um just kind of like a landing page um so we built that all out added some resources some tools on there my favorite one's the cost of living calculator like just to show that there's great opportunities here but cost of living is way less um really because we wanted that to kind of be the one-stop shop. We didn't want to, we wanted the association still to be there. So you knew who was kind of behind the scenes for the credibility of it. Um, but also we wanted the, you know, the vibrancy and the life, you know, kind of to stand up on its own too. Um, but it's even interesting when you dive into that, there's so many like, you know, t- paths to go down with it because we also don't want to promote live the Valley for the sake of live the Valley. We want to promote the Cedar Valley for the sake of the Cedar Valley. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so like, that's why we, you know, this time we really haven't done like t-shirts or anything like that. Um, because we really believe before we would benefit off of any of this, we would want the community more so to benefit from it. Um, so that's even like an interesting piece of it too. Um, so that's why we've kind of hesitated with even attaching like Grow Cedar Valley's name to it. Um, but yeah, so that's again, why it's just been a super interesting challenge. You know, how do you promote, you know, really an idea, um, you know, it's interesting because when you, when you say where you're from, it's, you know, I'm from Waterloo, I'm from Cedar Falls, you know, but it's interesting, you know, it's, even though you're from those areas, you're part of this greater community. And so how in the world do you capture that, um, without making sure people feel excluded, you know, making sure everybody feels included. Um, so it's been very, very interesting. So, yeah. So you kind of brought it up a little bit ago, the, when, when you first got into this, you thought of all the different things that you could be selling online with marketing mm-hmm. and uh, whether that was knickknacks on like an e-commerce <laughs> and stuff like that, right? right? So what is it like to build a brand and a presence for something that is effectively nothing that you can sell? Like you're not selling anything. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you build a brand around something like that that is more of a an entity rather than a product right that's a great question um because again really and then i'm not going to say in the new age of advertising but kind of it's all about where can you provide value and just like what you're saying i mean we're not giving anybody really anything um but what we can give people is good information um and so that's the route that we chose to take is okay you know we can kind of see things from a thirty thousand foot view pick up the highlights that allow other people to make informed decisions so just like what i was saying with um you know, the example with the mother and her son, you know, if we can let her know of a new restaurant, you know, that's just going to be fun for her when they can go, when she, her and her son can go check it out back, you know, when he's home. Um, and so that's the route that we took. Um, and one thing too, with digital marketing is, you know, right now, like, you're, you know, six feet apart, you know, social distance, so you kind of want to be careful of that. But one thing um, that I would encourage is how can you make it real? Like, you know, in person, how can you take that interaction online, you know, and bring it to an actual like tangible level? I talked about earlier, like the magazine that we have, you know, it's nice just to have something that's touch, um, you know, like how can you do like a giveaway and give a gift card so that not only can she know about the restaurant, but now she has 20 bucks to go and spend there, you know, so they can have more fun. Um, and when you can power those interactions, that's where the value is. So even though we don't sell anything, um, that's what we get really excited about is, um, we did like, a when, when the brand to really kick it off, we did a, a hashtag challenge. So hashtag live the Valley. And that's also kind of funny too, about marketing. I'll just digress a little bit, but, um, or I'll go down a little path, but it's funny when you think something's going to work, it never does. 
but the thing that you just like throw together for you know in two seconds to accomplish a goal like that's what works yeah um so like i put together this video i was pumped because it was like um we had a video of a few people from the cedar valley who were talking about why they hashtag live the valley um and it was like edited and it was on like what looked like a facebook post and it was typing out as they were saying in the video it looked awesome i was super proud of it we didn't get one response and i bet we boosted it for like 50 bucks you know over three days <laughs> not one response um and i was like oh my goodness i spent I, I probably spent 10 hours putting that together like you know in after effects like you get in there and it takes oh, yeah. forever um and then i put up a graphic the next day and that was like we got like 50. you know what i mean like it's it's just so funny how that stuff works um i still love that video even though it didn't work but um so that was what we did is we did giveaways um i'm trying to remember what we all gave away a bunch of gift cards um there's a local candle maker milk box no that's sorry not milk box i can't remember oh my goodness i can't remember the candle is now milk box is a bakery but that is also super good i'm just getting my names mixed up but like we did gift different giveaways for that stuff and just the comments back like we're so excited like me and my husband and kids are gonna go like oh my goodness like so that's where the real value is for us but that's also where the value comes from from the user perspective as well absolutely um yeah you kind of touched on the next topic that i want to talk about a little bit but that is the fact that your profile started just about two years ago now i think uh, if i was looking right the the facebook profile I think it said it started in, or the Facebook page. Oh. Um, it started about two years ago now, I think. And it's current, so it was before that. It was active before that. I think, okay. we ch I think you can change that. Oh, can I, believe, the I believe that I did. Okay. Um, but totally in its current form, how Live the Valley exists right now, yes. And about it really, two years. Right, and it really wasn't anything um, six months prior to when I started. There really wasn't a lot happening there. Right. So it totally was like a refresh. There was just a little bit of a following gotcha. um, when I started with it. So in that two years, you guys have grown to 6,000 people mm -hmm. that follow your page, right? And that's just Facebook. We have yeah, Instagram. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it, it's been a lot of fun. What what kind of tactics, and you talked a little bit about the, the hashtag and a few of the giveaways, mm -hmm. but that doesn't just stop at the beginning of it. Like you, you may get a spike at the beginning, but you have to keep doing things to grow that over right. time. Right. What are some of the things and tactics that you guys have put in place to continue that growth over time? Yeah, I mean, you have to, I mean, overarching the answer is you have to try new stuff. Um, you know, what was happening before I started was that it was, and this is the reason why we decided, you know, Grow Cedar Valley really shouldn't be attached, but it was, it became, it was sharing Grow Cedar Valley news is what was happening on there. And the engagement was down. I think for this, the, you know, net for the six months before I started, like, we lost like 50 followers, you know, cause it was just like, okay, this isn't helpful. This isn't helpful. Um, so really it's, like I said, just trying new things, you know, new messaging, um, where we got into actually like the, cause we're like, there wasn't any articles about Cedar Valley wide, where to go for restaurants. You know, you have Cedar Falls, you have Waterloo, you have Waverly, but there wasn't something connecting those things. So that's like where the niche was. That's where the, um, the segment was. So that's where we focused. Um, and we still do that. And so then how we kind of, created you know or, or generated more interest from that is different mediums um so looking at you know first it was blog posts um we haven't done a ton of videos related to that topic but you know adding videos in there as well um and then just constantly like i said just again stirring it up you know with more giveaways different things um so for example during the you know the COVID stuff it was hosting a maddie poppy concert like i never would have envisioned putting together a concert um, in the middle of COVID. In the middle of COVID from, you know, my bedroom. As, you know, that's totally where it took place is I was just sitting in my bedroom. I didn't have to have my webcam on or anything, so it didn't matter. 
Um, but yeah, so it's totally just doing that. Cause what I think is interesting is you can be doing something for so long um, and then you can just switch it. And it's almost like people are super forgiving, especially during the COVID stuff when things are just changing anyway. Like, you know, if you make a certain, you know, segment, if you do something and then you switch it, you're, you know, you're going to get some people who are like, why did you switch? I like that. Um, but don't be afraid to try that or don't let that stop you. Um, I love, you always go back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if, um, I, it makes me think of, I love, there's a super small town near where I'm from. It's Adel, Iowa, but they, a, a vet or yeah, veterinary, they have a veterinarian, they have a little sign outside and on the sign, um, every day they put three words and you have to figure out what's the connection. So if it's like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, so something like three different foods, like, well, kind of, it's super hard to explain. So like if the word was home okay. or sorry, so say, um, the words on the, the sign are like run plate and, um, headed like, so you, so the word would be home cause it's like home run, home plate, headed home. Gotcha. That's what it is. Um, and so they've been doing that for a long time. What's the common missing word from it? Yes. Yes. And it's just interesting. Um, especially, you know, just like to what you're saying, if people do put up a fuss, like you can go back, they switch their sign for one day and the public outcry, like of that was <laughs> like, they immediately took the new one out, like the $10,000 digital, nice new sign, took it out and then put a new one back. But, um, yeah, I mean, you totally, you could just like try new things. And if, you know, it wasn't meant to be like your audience will let you know, and you can always go back. Um, I love to, so I'm a big Gary Vee fan. Um, most marketing people are, uh, typically, I don't know. It's not, he's not for everybody, but he talks about, you know, always having like 20% of dipping into something different. Um, so like our 20% right now is, you know, we're going to be trying more TikTok stuff. I don't know what that looks like, but I mean, we have it on the budget. Like we're going to get a drone and just see if we can shoot some neat stuff that'll, you know, kind of show things off. Um, yeah. And it, it's interesting too, going back to the brand piece. I love talking about this stuff. So if I just like keep no, talking, you, you no, tell me stuff, I'll stop. Um, but what's interesting about that, you know, especially going back to the promoting your community, um, what I've seen so many other communities do is they tell you the message they want you to hear, you know, like they want to say so-and-so town has the best jobs and the most open jobs and the best quality of life. I hate the term quality of life because everybody uses it. We want you to, what is it like play work, play and grow. I don't know. Like there's the, Oh, what's the three words that they always use? Um, anyway, it's like all the same messaging for the same right. place. So the approach that we've taken it is we want to provide content to facilitate the thought that we want you to think about. So if we want to tell you, like, if we want you to think, Oh wow, there's actually a lot of jobs in the Cedar Valley. We're just going to be like, here's our job board. Take a look for yourself and find the, you know, something that's related to you. And then as you look and you're like, Oh, you know, there's hundreds of jobs on here. There's a lot of jobs in the Cedar Valley. Um, but like in tick, like so, what we're thinking about for TikTok is we don't have to go on there and make a video of me sitting on my desk saying like the Cedar Valley is awesome. Like you should come here and look it up. Visit livethevalley.com because you can do that. Um, but what we're wanting to do is like, you know, if there's a kid here who's really good at dancing, you know, put them in downtown Waterloo and have them do a trendy dance, and that's it. You know, right. and the, the only mention that you would make is like in the caption, like check out this, you know, or you know something related. And you, you probably would still put like Waterloo or Cedar Valley in there but that wouldn't be the focus. So instead of getting, you know, 10 views of your weird advertisement video of you speaking, now you have hopefully, you know, a thousand, my goal would be a million at some point. Um, 
views that now people know what downtown Waterloo looks like, even if they realize it or not. Um, Cause when you're fighting for brand and you preach this all the time and it's so accurate is it's, it's not like going to change in a day. I mean, so we all the time still get referred to as, you know, the Cedar Valley Alliance and chamber all the time. Um, we have, so we all have like new emails and stuff, but we constantly still get emails to our old one. You know, thank goodness that forward's still set up. Um, but yeah, that's what people forget is often with the branding stuff, it's more so about from the audience perspective and it's way, I mean, it's long-term. So it's just interesting, you know, doing that and working on that. So. Absolutely. Um, TikTok's interesting. It is. Uh, I, I've been in it a little bit and I, I don't post a ton in it. I do a lot more consuming of post than posting. Um, and maybe that's why I only have like 15 followers, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that it's always important to watch what's coming out and whether you think it's something that applies to your organization or your business right now, you have to give it the attention and at least entertain the idea that maybe you could use it to build your brand up. Right. 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 Cause yeah, TikTok may not make sense right now, but as we've learned with every social media platform, social media ages, right? Right. As as it grows and as it ages, so do so do the users on the platform. Absolutely. And you can even see that on TikTok now. There's a lot of adults and parents on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just fourteen year old kids. Right. It's a lot of older people that are already on TikTok and it's only been around for a year. Like I mean, a little over a year, I think. Right. As being a significant prominent app, right? Right. So we're seeing how fast these apps are growing. And it just means that businesses need to give them the attention earlier because the longer you wait, and a lot of people learn this with Instagram, the longer you wait, the harder it is to make a presence on them. Right. And so I just think what's interesting with TikTok too, exactly to that point is, you know, the most famous people on there aren't anybody that's a little older, you know, it's all the younger people because they're the ones that are there, you know, they kind of built the culture, um, which that's probably the hardest part for many businesses to grasp um, because TikTok's kind of savage. Like it's still kind of that, oh, what's, it's just kind of, you know, like the content's very specific. Um, And if you don't get it, like they're, the audience is going to let you know that you do not get what you're doing on TikTok. And I think that's, what's really challenging. You called out fast. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta be careful. Um, But the, the potential is, it's just like risk, you know, like right now it's edgy. That's what I was looking for. It's, it's edgy. Um, But the, the, the upside potential for, you know, just like what you're saying, like you can reach these kids with, um, a new message about something, you know, so like people have their, their perceptions of like our community in our area, you know, but you have, you know, kids out there who have never even heard the name Cedar Valley, Iowa before, you know, so then you can create that. And that goes back to it being that long game of now you're fighting for the next 15 years, um, instead of, you know, trying to get your message out in one day and it really not having an impact, but. Right. You can, you can spend a short amount of time creating, short bursts of attention mm-hmm. that die off and fizzle. Right. But if you put that effort into the brand for that long term, you, you see the rise and if it does drop, it doesn't drop significantly. Mm-hmm. It drops subtly and when you notice that dip, that's when you can you can readjust what you're doing. And you don't lose a lot of ground and a lot of traction in that time. Right. So it gives you a little bit more lenience on how you adjust and how you fluctuate your efforts in what you're doing for your branding. Absolutely. And it also like totally like in terms of like upside, especially for a business with products. Um, so Apple is constantly, you know, thought of as being like, like one of the Kings of branding. Um, you know, like I have an iPhone and 
I'll probably keep buying them, even though, you know, probably shouldn't if I looked at it from like a fiscal perspective. Um, but totally, I mean, it's, if you're going for the short bursts of attention, you know, with that, you probably have to offer like a discount or some sort of incentive to get people to join in. Um, so then what happens is you're just telling people like, you know, I'm cheap. Like I'm here because it's an affordable decision, like boom, 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 boom. So then what's going to happen is you might get the client one time, but then next time they're going to see your ad, but then somebody else's ad is going to pop up and they're just a little bit cheaper. And then they're just going to go to that one because that's who you're marketing to. Um, so from the business side, branding just makes sense, even though you're investing more upfront, which is like the biggest hurdle for anybody to get past, um, especially if they don't see that vision. Um, you know, later down the line, it's not, okay, I need to find this cheapest deal. It's, oh, Pixel Apps, they've put out great videos. You know, their podcast always looks good. It always sounds good. It's high quality. Like that's who I'm going to go to. Um, and it's not going to be like, hey, you know, I saw your 10% off. Like this is awesome because they'll use you once, you know, and then they won't anymore. Now it's, uh, we got Pixel Apps, you know, like that's just, that's all we need to do. Um, and I just wish that that was, I don't know if it's like, if we're not communicating that well enough or, if, you know, if it's just marketing has been done the same way for so long that it does just take the new generation to get up and change things. But the yeah, thing, it's just kind of interesting. The thing that I've noticed with sales and discounts and stuff like that is, especially from a services standpoint, you devalue what you do and you devalue your expertise right. and offering a discount like that then tells them for future interactions that you're willing to do it for this much when you actually want to be charging this much because that's where your margins are. Right. But to them, they don't know that. They don't understand that. They just know that you were willing to do it for this lower price once, so you should probably be able to do it again, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't remember where I heard this or where I saw this, but we were Tris, or, uh, Noah and I were talking about it this weekend. But that idea of it being smarter to offer things for free than for a discounted price. Because you offer it for free, people know that you can't do work for free, right? Mm -hmm. So when you offer it for free, you're saying, I'm offering this because I know that what I do is good and I'll do it for free this time, but this is what it costs next time if mm -hmm. you want me to do it again. And you have a better uh, ability to grow as a, as a freelancer, as a company, if you're able to do something for free, and that doesn't mean just a free consultation. I would hope that people are willing to do consultations for free, right? Yeah. You have to do something significant and show them that you're good at what you're going to do if that's the route that you want to take. And right. then let them choose whether that's worth the dollar amount that you want to charge rather than giving a discount because discounts show that you can do it for this much versus free, you're putting that investment in and putting that trust in. Now, you have to make sure that doing something for free makes sense. Right. Right. So that marketing tactic, you have to really think about that from a business standpoint if that makes sense for you mm -hmm. to do that because... I know we've done stuff for free for certain organizations that we felt qualified for that or we felt passionate about. We've done things for free. But we knew that if we did it for free, it was going to either be something where we could learn from or we were going to get connected with other people that were valuable connections. And you have to look at those things and make sure it makes sense. Right. And what I think is interesting just to that point is – you know, especially with this marketing conversation, the free stuff, like if there's no ROI there, of course don't do it. But many people don't see any ROI past like, like we're not making money off of this. And that's just it. Like they don't think about the connection or they don't think about that. And sometimes that stuff's hard to measure. Um, but branding is kind of hard to measure. Um, 
like you can, it's, it's hard to know cause you can like count followers and stuff, but you know, if you had one follower and it was Bill Gates, you know, that one follower is worth more than a million, you know, 12 year olds, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like, yeah. you can't even really measure it well with like a follower count. Um, so it's just very interesting with that. And I, absolutely. And I was, so one thing specifically for chambers right now is that's a, that's a tough point because how it's been is it's almost been kind of like a club, like an, an exclusive club is kind of how chambers have been set up. Um, and now with, you know, like more access to information, you know, all the stuff online, like that club is losing its value by being a club. Um, cause you can hop on LinkedIn and message anybody, you know, you don't need to be part of the chamber to go and, you know, get somebody's phone number. Um, so a lot of chambers are having a lot of pain with that because they've put up this barrier of this cost thing. Um, in front of it and they do the discounts, you know, and that people join for a year, but they don't really have a reason to beyond the discount. They don't engage, they don't, you know, meet anybody. So then they just fall off the next year. Um, so that's been really interesting is, you know, how do you adjust that and just do the, like what you're saying, you know, give them the free trial of this is what the value is. And we're really excited that you're here and we hope that you decide to continue. Um, so that's, well, it's interesting. I mean, what you just said is very similar to a lot of services and products and that's that things that you can offer are very quickly becoming commodities. Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. data for you guys was a big reason for people to pay us a, a membership fee, right? Yeah. They got those connections to those businesses. Now with social media and Google, it's so easy to figure out all that stuff and not have to right. pay anything, right? right? I can go and search a company's name and figure out exactly who to contact. Right. I don't need to pay the fee for a chamber. So then it, then that's when you need to look at what you're offering and see, okay, what are we offering? That's a commodity that we know that anyone could offer for free or really cheap. And what can we offer? That's actually a value. And I think that that's what you guys have done really well with the content that you've been putting out, which a lot of it's free. Right. Mm -hmm. But then on the back side of it is all of the educational side of things that you guys offer uh, for Gross Eater Valley. Mm -hmm. And that's where the value is of why someone should should be registering for or creating a membership. Right, and it all goes back to that trying new stuff. I mean, like the webinars we had never done, um, you know, that we had like a COVID resource page. And I mean, nobody was experts at the beginning of this thing. You know, we were just like, we think this is important, so we're gonna put it on this page. Um, and it's just trying that new stuff. I mean, what's really cool, what I loved about, like we had like a resources page for COVID stuff. Um, and that was like our best performing page in like three years, you know, and it's been like four months, you know, that we've had this page up. Um, it's just trying different things like that and positioning your value in a different way. Um, Cause you know, while we're giving our information out for free, you know, now it's creating, you know, it, it, and it goes back to that thing about marketing too, where you can tell somebody the message you want them to hear, or you can give them information and help them and then they can create that message. And when they think of that thought, it cements way more than if you told them that. So we can tell you, you know, we have great connections to businesses in the Cedar Valley and can help you get information. Or we can put up this resources page with great information that's going to be valuable to you. And we're going to give it out so anybody can look at it. You know, because some chambers, they send that stuff out in a newsletter and that's it. They don't post it anywhere. Um, but yeah, just to your point, I mean, we have businesses calling like, hey, we're not an investor. Hopefully that's okay. And we're like, it doesn't matter, right? You know, it doesn't matter because... We're all trying to get through this together. Um, but yeah, it's totally interesting when you get that stuff out for free. Um, and those are the ones that are going to get it and those are the ones that are going to win. Um, right now is just an interesting time for marketing, for sure. Well, and your hope is, is that if you help them out through these tough times, that 
when they get through this and revenue starts coming back in, they go, you know what, uh, kind of an IOU situation. Like, let, let's go join just because they helped us get through a tough time. Yeah. Right? Well, it's interesting too. It's almost like if you if you help them out with having that expectation though, like if you're thinking about like, I'm going to help them so that later they give us money, like it's almost like they can just sense it. Exactly. And it never yeah. works out. It needs um, to be in your DNA and your core. Right. Right. Um, which, which is one reason why I really love our organization because we, you know, we have that. So it's, we're all there for the same reason. Um, we constantly talk about, you know, we totally could be anywhere else making more money, you know, like in doing more things, but there's just like this, this passion for trying new things. You know, we all have the same goal of we're supporting businesses and community in the Cedar Valley. Um, and so that's, what's really fun is like I said, any of us could go make more money elsewhere, but when you have the passion for it, it's not as much work anymore. You know, like this morning, I think uh, we did like a webinar and the audio totally like blew up and I could have just been mad and then done. Like, this isn't worth it. But it's like, okay, our mission is to, you know, make sure this information is shared. So like, I just got to get this fixed. Like, that's it. Um, I just thought that was hilarious. I had my mic up to the speaker, but oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but no, and that's what I love about marketing too, is it can totally be passion oriented. Um, marketing is all about just sharing information to people who'd be interested in hearing it. Um and that's really, that's one reason why I really love it. You know, starting with the video game stuff, like it just made total sense, but yeah. Um, so new businesses are popping up all the time. Mm -hmm. Organizations pop up. Uh, I mean, things like, uh, Cedar Valley strong popped yeah. up in a time of need, right? Yeah. It grew rapid. Yeah. And with all these things popping up and like we talked about earlier, it's hard to get into some of the different platforms when you're late to the game, right? What would be some of the tips that you would give new companies or new organizations if they're just getting started mm -hmm. with building a social media presence, whether that's uh, picking the right platforms for your organization, uh, determining the right kind of content, or even how frequent to post? What would, what would be some of your checklist items that you would go through in determining that idea? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just like what we were saying free content over anything, um, do not go on social media and post like graphics of, you know, like click here to buy our new item. And then like, that's it. Um, so that's just one thing. The second thing is position yourself as an expert, like doing, so like we do the webinars, we do the videos, show yourself like using the product and like why it's beneficial before anything else. Like you don't even have to say buy it. Um, you know, but get yourself on screen, be personable. That's the thing that we really learned during COVID is, you know, brands weren't personal enough. They didn't have faces on them. They were very, you know, corporate, you know, with, with stuff up in the way to block that interaction. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not like any just big tips. It's all like, and I could just talk forever as you've known, like you ask me a question, <laughs> then we end up over here. But, um, no, you know, be, be personal with it, be consistent. Um, you know, whatever that is, we understand, you know, people are busy. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable, you know, if you don't feel confident in what you're doing on social media, you have to ask for help. Um, totally, you know, and whether that's an agency or even just, you know, somebody who works and what I love about marketing people too, is they're always willing to help, you know, really good marketers have a passion for it. Um, so if you talk to a marketer and they don't like their job, probably not the person to ask for help, but, um, yeah, be personable, be consistent, you know, whatever you can manage, just try and stick to that. Um, yeah. And then position yourself as an expert, you know, it's, it's a place for you to create new interactions and why wouldn't you want to be on there showcasing how great you are at your job, how much you love your job and how great your product is and the benefits, you know, but almost without saying it, you know, kind of going back to that, not telling people the message you want them to hear, but facilitating a conversation that 
in the end makes them think that. So that's kind of like my high level tips. There's a million more. Um, but well, you, basically what you're getting at there, I think is you need to figure out what works for you for sure. So frequency needs to work with your schedule for sure. What platforms you're on needs to work with your culture. What kind of content you put out needs to work with the voice that you want to have, or maybe it's your personality too. Right. Not everyone is comfortable getting in front of camera mm-hmm. and talking to a camera, but they're sure good at writing. Right. And so they should stick to things like posting an image with a, a written piece of content. Whereas some people suck at writing and they're really good at just sitting in, in front of a camera and talking. Mm-hmm. And so they, they should stick to video content. So like, kind of take an audit of yourself and your organization, figure out who you have for talent on the team that can do these types of roles and let that be what guides you into what direction. Cause the last thing you want to do is try to do something you're not comfortable doing right? because that will show in the end product. Oh, immensely, immensely. Um, and the thing I like, just what you're saying about what talent do you have on your team? Marketing isn't something that only marketing people can do. You know, you might have an accountant and the stereotype is accountants, you know, don't like to speak. They like to sit at their computer and work, you know, but you might have an accountant that's like, I'll do a YouTube video and they do a really, really good job at it. Um, so totally. And also to going back to the brand thing, like what are the expectations of your customers? You know, how can you line up, you know, who you are, what you need to do to be effective, but also what like a consumer would expect too. Um, and sometimes what's hard about that is the consumer doesn't actually know what they want. Um, so I think of like when, you know, like Apple, I use them, but I'll use them again, like came out with like the one button thing, like in everybody's mind, like one button, like that's never going to work. And now it's like, there's no buttons on some phones, you know, like right. people don't really know what they want. Um, and so that's where the trying new things comes into play too. Cause you know, I, at first, I really don't like being on video that much. Cause like I'll watch it and you just like kind of pick yourself apart. But once you do it a few times, it's okay. Um, but of course, if you're not good on video and you know that, like, don't do it. But at least give yourself like the um, the grace to try. You know, just try it um, and see what happens. And you know what you'll find, especially if you've not done video before, um, or even just show a little bit more of your personalities. People are really forgiving because people really want to see that. Um, they don't want to, you know, they don't want you to be up there professional, all buttoned up. You know, like you don't have to be perfect. Like, just be a person on there. Um, show some. Show some passion, you know, show some heart for what you're doing. And it's, it's, it's always going to go well. So, uh, Absolutely. The, just that idea of you're talking about like your audience doesn't always know what they want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to your audience, ra- rather than trying to tell your audience anything you want, yeah, post things and then listen because they're going to tell you exactly what they want to see. Right. And that just all ties back into branding. You know, it's interesting because a company can think they know what their brand is. Um, like we thought we knew what our brand was with our organization. We were like, Oh, everybody, you know, like everybody knows that we're helpful. Everybody knows that we connect businesses with resources. And then we did this audit and it's, or yeah. And it's, you know, we found out that people thought that we're a very professional organization that only deals with, you know, the big dogs doesn't work with small businesses at all. Um, and so we're like, wow, we, we totally missed the mark of what we were doing, you know? Um, so branding is totally the perception of your audience and the community. And it even extends beyond your customers too, because you still want people out there that even if they don't do business with you now, you still want them to know what you're about. Um, and if that matches up, you're in a great spot. Um, but that's another thing that people miss is the brand isn't what you create. Um, it's what the audience thinks, which can be changed over time to what you want. But again, it takes time. It takes that. a lot of time. It does. It takes a lot of time, like more than a lifetime sometimes for some things. Right. So, 
Um, gosh, we covered a lot of good stuff. I'm been, pumped. We've been I'm talking like, for like 40 minutes. I'm flowing. Yeah, this is I, awesome. I, I could sit and talk. <laughs> like, is there anything else, any other topics that you want to talk about that we haven't touched on? Um, I don't know. I guess one thing when you asked about, you know, the tips, uh, like what social media is to use, like going back to, you know, what works best for you. Um, the easiest, I guess if people were just looking for a starting point, you know, even like say they don't even know, like, like, I, I don't know, I don't know what the best one for me is. Um, I think the easiest one to say is always Facebook, I guess, just as like a starting point, if that's mm -hmm. helpful for somebody. Um, that's always just a good starting point because you get the aspect of playing with video, you get the aspect of playing with photos, you know, text posts can still get very good engagement. Um, they talk about like the trends of videos getting the most engagement. Um, but it depends. It all depends on the content. Um, We've seen it depends on the audience too. Right. Because not everyone is in this position to consume a video because it requires you to hear it. Right. Or play it. And a lot of people probably consume content in times where they can't do that. Right. So written in, in still images tend to work better in those cases, right? Right, right. And that, again, if you don't know what your audience wants, totally goes back to just to trying it out. Um, one thing, and this is hard because I just need to do it, like for our videos, we do our, me and Aubrey, uh, my counterpart, Girl Cedar Valley, do little marketing tips on Wednesdays. Um, our membership is generally a little bit older. So some of these things, like what we're talking about, would be totally new information to a lot of these individuals. Um, but we haven't added captions on the video because it takes a long time if you're manually going through and adding captions at the bottom of the video. That'd be good software. So if you don't have any software that I automatically do. does it. It's not automatic, and it costs a little bit. But Rev is a company that does it. You, you submit your video to them, and then they will transcribe it for you and turn it into subtitles and then you send it back and it costs I think like $25 a minute that's cool because it, it takes I, their, like... their pricing is it it shifts a little I, you'd have to check on pricing okay. for sure but uh, we've been looking at possibly doing it for our vlogs because um, it's a little bit trickier at the vlogs because it gets a little bit more expensive I, I don't remember exactly how it works it might, might not be $25 a minute it might even be less than that okay uh, I'd have to look because it's it's legit and it looks cool. Okay, because like it takes like for every one minute of video that I'm doing, expect like five to ten minutes of work doing that. Um, right. It's oh my goodness. It's uh, time consuming. We did it with a few videos, and I'm like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> you did it with vlogs. Yeah, because you end up spending like an our hour vlogs used to be five minutes. Oh, okay. five five to eight minutes. So it was a gotcha. little bit more affordable. Oh yeah, I, I misspoke. It is a dollar twenty five per video minute. 24-hour turnaround, 99% accuracy is what they tote here. I don't know, I'm adding to my budget when we get back because it's budget season. My favorite so, season. No, that's um, sweet. Yeah. You just submit your video to them, and then they send you, I think it's the SRT file. Oh, okay. And then when you upload it to Facebook or YouTube, you, there's a space for subtitles to upload the SRT file. Oh, nice. And then that gets connected to your video. Right, because just like what you're saying, um, and even for YouTube videos, you know, what's interesting is, well, okay, so not I don't want to confuse the two. So like for Facebook... I mean, like, just kind of notice how you're acting, because totally, if there's subtitles, like, I usually don't, you know, click on it, especially if you're at work. Um, it's interesting, like, working on social media at work, because sometimes you, like, come across something, like, oh, this is super interesting, and you look around, and like, oh, wait, I probably shouldn't be doing this right now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, that's a key thing. But also with YouTube, what what is interesting, and this comes from another Gary Vee thing, you know, he was given a talk at, um, I can't remember where it was, but a big audience with a bunch of people, and he, you know, his focus is really audio, um, and talking about how important that is. And he asked the room, like, how many of you listen to podcasts or videos on YouTube? And, you know, people raise their hand. And then he's like, 
how many of you don't have that tab on your screen when you're listening to it and just listen to the audio. And it's like almost the same amount of people. Um, so it's really interesting. Yeah. Just going back to that where, you know, finding where your audience is at, but no, so going back, that's why I like Facebook cause you can try different things. Um, you know, Instagram, you know, isn't the best place for releasing text messages. You can, um, you know, Twitter's kind of different, you know, in terms of you can put a message up and if it's not super engaging, it's gone basically. Um, so yeah, that's just always an easy one to start on. I, if, I guess if people were just looking for like, what's my blanket answer? Like, where should you start? If you have no idea, that's, I guess would be the answer. Yeah. What would you say to someone though, that has gone and tried Instagram or even tried TikTok at this point? And they maybe posted a handful of times, 10 times, they put some effort into it, but they're not really seeing any results yet. Uh, what would you say? Like, if they're like, I'm just, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Is it something where they should just let it go? Or should they take a look at what they're doing and see if there's something different they can do with that platform? 100% think that you have to keep trying it. Um, you know, for us, I mean, there's stuff that you, like I said, the video earlier, I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was going to do awesome but it didn't. Um, and then the picture did great. Um, so no, you have to keep trying it. It's not, I hate to tell people they're doing a bad job. I like, I like tend to be like a yes man, you know, no, no, no. be like, you're doing I, great, I but I um, exactly where you're going right now, but totally it's, it's something's wrong. You know, whether it's the content you're putting out, the context that you're not quite getting like TikTok. what's so what's scary about TikTok is you can get like blown up with comments if you do the wrong thing, but also like, there's a lot of grace in that. Cause isn't it nice to know when you're doing the wrong thing? You know, if you're doing a newspaper ad or a TV ad, there's no way unless you get a phone call, if somebody really doesn't like your TV ad right. that you're going to know you're doing the wrong thing. Um, but no, it's, you got to keep going with it. Cause those are the mediums where, you know, people's attention where the people's attention are is attention are is, but, um, yeah, I hate to tell people they're doing the wrong thing, but that's, you definitely have to look at what you're doing, really go back and, you know, recognize, what your ability is, what you can do successfully, what your audience is expecting, and really try to match those up. Because it just means something something is a connecting. Um, and I'll even just briefly go off a little bit. What's interesting about marketing and digital marketing is it's not just like siloed by itself. Marketing is when somebody walks into your office, they better have the same experience as if they would walk or not walk or like land on your website or your Facebook page. Um, which is really, people often forget about that. Uh, I've been talking to a few different people and they want to do all this stuff with social media. Like we want to be super inclusive and, you know, have all this beautiful colors and we want vibrancy. But when you walk in their office, it's like, is anybody alive in here? Right. You know, like, and, but, and that doesn't make sense. Um, so you have to match all that up too, to really do it well. What you're doing in every platform, both digitally and in person, right. In the real life, right. You need to work cohesively together. Right. Another thing too, and this was in one of the marketing videos, is if you do, I hate to use, I think it's kind of true, if you do give up on a social media platform, because really it's not like the platform didn't give up on you, you know, like right. you gave up on the platform. And if, if you do decide to give up on the platform, um, you better just delete it. Because, you know, even if it's still sitting there, if I pop onto your Twitter page and I haven't seen you, you haven't tweeted for three years, I'm like, <laughs> it looks like you're out of business. Right. Right. So we actually, Twitter wasn't the right platform for live the valley because you know really to feed twitter you have to put a lot of stuff into it every day and yep so and and we don't have the staff large enough to do that so it wasn't that twitter wasn't right for us it's that we didn't have the proper tools to to be effective on twitter so that's again knowing you know what you can do um so we deleted it which um 
you know, we had success on it too when we started. Uh, I wasn't, right now I'm the only one working on this project. I wasn't to start with. So I had more time to put more tweets out. And we, it was awesome. Uh, we put out, you know, some pictures of UNI's campus and we got like 50 retweets and like 400 likes on a tweet. And I mean, there were many that were just really effective like that. But, you know, as things pile up, you know, those little, the tasks that have the, the least ROI are the ones that are going to fall first. And those exactly. were the ones that were going to go pretty quick. Um, so I gave up on Twitter. I'm just like you, you know, like, I'm just anybody else. You know, I still you know, have time where I have to manage. Right. And, well, and so. I mean, you try, you put a lot of effort into it. Mm. And, and that doesn't mean that w- what we were saying, like you have to keep trying. It doesn't mean that you have to keep beating your head against a wall. Like, right. And also, if you don't have the bandwidth to do it, then yes, you need to drop the one that is not performing as well. Right. Whether it was working or not working, if you don't have the bandwidth to manage it, then it's not a valuable tool anyway. Mm-hmm. And it also has a detrimental effect on the other tools that you're working exactly. on too. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's an interesting space, marketing just in general. Like, There's so many new things coming out all the time. Uh, different ways of getting contact. We didn't even talk about what we could do with VR, right? I know. Oh my I, I think that might be a different podcast. I, maybe, maybe we should uh, have you back again uh, coming up and talk cool. about VR and the way you guys are exploring VR and mm-hmm. what those purposes look like because I think that could be a fun a fun oh podcast to talk about. That's fun to even like for any sort of wow factor. Like that's an easy one just to share. Um, and I love to, I just saw you guys had like a real estate one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the address, but somewhere in Cedar Falls yep. and like, like awesome, you know, cause just like you pause it, look around. I don't know. I just, I'm a big nerd for that stuff. Absolutely. And I just think it's going to totally become more integrated. Like video games, I totally believe are going to, you're going to end up stepping into the space instead of sitting in front of a screen. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. I should stop before yeah, we're we'll, we'll, be here for another hour. We'll have you back again to talk about that. Cause <laughs> awesome. I, I think that'd be a fun conversation to have. Oh, that's so cool. I don't know. We've talked for a little over 50 minutes now and we've talked about a lot of different stuff. I think there's a ton of value that we were able to kind of provide for people. And I think a lot of tips for people to follow. And I think one last thing is if someone wants to get involved with Grow Cedar Valley, what's the best way for them to either reach out to you or reach out to the proper people to get involved? No, I, we're all available. So totally just reach out to me. Um, my email is Aaron at GrowCedarValley.com. My cell phone number is the number that we use because we're all remote and it's 515-313-8678. Um, but no, we have a great team. You know, like I said earlier, it's fun to work in a team that's super passionate. Um, and it's interesting because it's almost like a family where when you bring a lot of passionate people to the table, there's going to be moments where things are like, I don't agree with that. And, you know, like it's interesting. But, you know, at the end of the day, when that passion's there, then I don't know, you're just going to have a team of people that's going to work for you. Um, and we just love what we do. So, no, feel free to reach out. We, we truly would be honored. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for. I literally look forward to this like all week. Like I know, and we got postponed too. Like I know, we were supposed to do this like three months ago. I know it, but I'm glad that we have it now because like I don't know, things are just like looking up a little bit, and we're getting like the yeah. excitement's building again. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And we will see you on the next podcast. Yeah, thank you, everybody.